You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall. This is a college football podcast. I write for SB Nation. You know who else writes for SB Nation? Uh, that'd be Jason Kirk. He's a college football editor. Say hi, Jason Kirk. Hi. How y'all doing? Here to talk about college football. In fact, we're going to get to the college football playoff rankings because they're uh, completely made up. It's a bunch of influential people get in the room, come up with bad ideas, and, and tell you that that's the way it's going to be. It's how America works now. Just get a bunch of idiots in a room. You put them together. They come out. They, they go and eat better food than you do. And and you just have to deal with. But them. enough about Congress. That's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a podcast about clowns, Ryan. Wow. Cutting commentary. We got uh, we got hot that, political that, takes. That, that's Ryan yeah. Nanny. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm the one who's a mess. But I want. Can I start by uh, issuing an apology? Sure. Um. I think I have tried, maybe on this podcast, maybe on Wake Up College Football, maybe who knows where, to suggest that I have some idea of what the playoff committee is going to do. I've sort of tried to look at past years as precedent or read into what I think they want to incentivize or not incentivize. Um, And I just want to apologize because I don't have a fucking clue. And everybody else who tells you that they do is a liar and a fraud. None of us have any idea. This is completely true because uh, for three years now, their list of criteria, the very first one is conference championships won. It's on the website. You can look at it. Um, And the playoff, when it was formed, it was partially a revolt against the LSU-Bama rematch in which Bama 
the new women's division, but made the title game. So all along, we had it in our heads that conference championships are very important. Got it. Conference championships. Eight conference championships have made it so far. And now um, it looks almost certain that like Ohio State has already clinched a spot by not making its conference championship game. So what was all that talk about conference championship? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, what would make I, people more confused at this point in the long run? Ohio State making the playoff despite not winning their division and not playing for the Big Ten Championship, or Ohio State somehow tumbling out of the second spot to fifth? I think the latter would at least make more sense because we'd know, okay, you have to win a conference. Right. And like a lot of people would say, sure, that's fine. Like As long as we know what the rules are, sure. I mean, you know... I. You could you could argue about whether a conference should be a, a qualification or not, but we at least we know that it is. Mm-hmm. But if a conference is nothing but some vague number of bonus points that you might not even need, I mean, then we're more confused than ever. Well, that was always a dodge, too, because this is the other thing they could do. The committee can go, okay, okay uh, that win was fluky. That win was fluky allows you to dismiss anything. We can look at that game, the Penn State-Ohio State game, for instance, and say, oh, that was a fluke. Ohio State's actually better across body of work. Uh, okay, sure. You just made that up. It's cool that you made that up. I'm glad that you can take <laughs> circumstance and rewrite things so that the thing that actually happened as a result of that event did not happen. For instance, I, you know, I think it's a fluke that I was hit by a car. Sure. You know? Yep. Rewrite. 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 Just going to wind that back. I think Michigan fans would be happy to tell you that Ohio State, the Ohio State uh, game was a fluke for the Buckeyes. Although that suggests that there was Michigan wasn't. fans have been trying to uh, Michigan fans have been trying to put this into practice for about five days now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is the oh no no no. You understand? We were we were waylaid. We were bamboozled. We were hornswoggled. It sounds way better in our accent. You should just imitate it. I would like to though. Major, I forget his name. Major shout outs to the AP voter who was just like, nah, um, he didn't get the first down. Michigan won that game. That's how I'm voting. Like, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that somebody was brave enough or, or stupid enough to just say, like, nah, I decided who won. It's up to me. Actually, I'm in charge here. Mm hmm. I'm the law now. Hey, hey, uh, this is Judge Dredd. Hey, AP voter Judge Dredd here. I am the law. Um, and I say Michigan number two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can do, you can do that. Think of the work you have to put in to review every loss to make sure it was good or not. Like did this, did this voter, um, give is Oklahoma state like in the, in the top five for this person? Cause they're only a one loss team. No, they're, they're undefeated to him. Oh, wow. Wow. Let me give, let, let me give you, by the way, a few other. Going to give you a few other poison packets to slip into your arguments. Sure. That, that make no sense, but are defensible based solely on your possession of them in the interest of your team. We should just send Pitt. That's the other one I have. Just send Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> who is, who has proven, which David has proven they can slay a Goliath or two? Yeah, you do. Just do whatever you want, man. You want to put Pitt in? Pitt's great. Pitt beat Clemson? Pitt beat Penn State? Well, yeah, sure. I think they're totally playoff eligible. Put them in. They're fun to watch. I do like that the playoff committee is basically sending Oklahoma and Oklahoma State travel brochures to anywhere but the two playoff destinations. 
Like, hey, uh, what y'all? What do y'all think of the Cotton Bowl? It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're playing for the Sugar Bowl, and that's it. <laughs> Why? There's, there's no playoff for you, Big Twelve. Will, all maybe, of, maybe next year. Of all of the decisions that they make, that may be dubious, spurious, poorly informed, or completely fabricated on the spot, the one I cannot hold them liable for, the one I will not criticize them for, is just telling the Big 12 to go kick rocks. <laughs> That's fine. Go. That conference is crap this year. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just garbage. When, you're, when your conference loses almost every out-of-conference game, we probably should have seen this coming at least two months ago. So I hear, I hear what you're saying, but um, Florida lost by 18 and never looked close to Florida State. How many, how many spots did they drop in the rankings? I don't care. Florida doesn't exist this year. The answer, right. let, the let answer me, is let none. Me, let, me, let me explain this one because I, yeah. I, I speak a little committee. I'm not okay. fluent. Sure. You, you ha- I'm not immersed in enough bullshit to, uh, to figure this whole thing out. But I can explain this one. LSU is now ranked 20 or 21. I'm not looking at the rankings. 21. Which means yep. Florida gained another quality W. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Florida's schedule has improved since last week. And fortunately, yeah. Tennessee only dropped five spots and not, not out of the rankings altogether. Um, Correct. So there's that. And Florida, and well, and now Vandy is 500, therefore Florida's schedule has more 500 teams now. Mm-hmm. See? See, this is the bullshit you run into when your strength of schedule is based on who is at 500 and who isn't. Because if you play in a, in a division with a bunch of mediocrity and everyone at 6-6, six and six, hey, Florida, your schedule looks really tough. You've played nothing J- but bowl teams. Jason, do me a favor while I formulate this next thought. Would you please just pull up bowl projections for the Pac-12 if you just have those kind of handy? <laughs> Around in, in the in the meantime, um, I'm going to ask you a question, Jason uh, uh, Spencer. Rather, okay. If Washington loses to Colorado in the Pac-12 championship game, which which for the record, I hope they do because I am all things Buffalo. That's that's a little more hatery than I'm willing to be because I like I like this Washington team and I don't necessarily want to root even, against not, them. I I like them too. It's just you know what I I have. They're a not Buffalo. They're not Buffalo. I, I get it. You have a Correct. tribe. Um. If they lose, who gets that? Who who's the committee putting in that spot? Let's say you know one, two, three, stay the same. Who's getting that spot? Because right now the next in line is is Michigan, and I want to say that the committee definitely won't put in two teams from one conference, neither of which made their conference championship game. But I Watch also, em. but I also am like, em. yeah, they might. <laughs> yeah, they sure shit they might. might. Who are you putting in from the Big Twelve? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, are you going to give? Are you going to give Oklahoma after they beat Oklahoma State, who lost to CMU, which was a loss? So this is I'm what not, if, I'm not here for your non-reality based living here. This is this is this is Washington wa- lose who who goes to the playoff? Who gets that spot? Because Michigan's next in line. The next three teams below them in order: Wisconsin, Penn State, Colorado. Michigan has yeah, beaten yeah. all of them. It would be um, the Big Ten champ because Wisconsin or Penn State, they would have a win over one or the other, and they'd get the mythical, magical conference title bump. And you know what? I'm fine with that. If they want to do that, great. You know why? We subjected the entire nation to LSU Alabama for a title. <laughs> I mean, and the fourth spot, that, the fourth spot that's who plays Bama. These things will take care of themselves. <laughs> If you want to trot out Penn State, that, oh. that, that will be taken care let of. Me, let me ask you what happens in the following scenario. 
Washington loses to Colorado. Let's say it's close. Clemson loses to Virginia Tech. Let's just put four big, three big, three big ten teams, and Bama can just have fun. I repeat, just put Pitt in. Would you just people stop thinking too much hand. and well, just well, put then, Pitt in the playoff? Well, well, we've just cost Pitt one of its best wins, so now I don't know if Pitt That's has a really schedule good point. That's a really in. good point. Remember, but, I return to my put point. Pitt put Pitt in. Put Pitt in. Oh, but their schedule. Hashtag put Pitt, put Pitt in. Hashtag it. Tweet it at Jeff Long. He's not in charge anymore, but that's fine. But he's on the committee. Guy, he is on the committee still. He's still on the committee, and I think, I think, I, I think, you know, we still respect him more than this new guy because this new this new guy looks a little nervous on TV. Um, which I mean, sure, when you're trying to explain something that can't be explained, that'll that'll tend to put some nerves in you. But by, by the way, can I just say this? He works mm-hmm. at Texas Tech. What kind of a of a like half ass bullshitter are you if you're from Texas and you don't? Bullshit convincingly on TV. <laughs> this is the one birthright you have. You have like this, this is... and spitting and and like fake toughness. That's what you have. Why don't you just why don't you take one of them on national TV, Kirby Hocut? This is piss poor handling of your situation. You had Reese Davis grilling this dude on why is Penn State five spots behind a team it beat. Um and he's got he's just got nothing. And I mean, there are there are moments when you can start to see like through the cracks and start to figure out how this thing works, which is basically the teams are in tiers, and then the stuff like conference titles and head-to-head, those are tiebreakers, and Ohio State is just a tier ahead of Penn State. But they need to say all this stuff up. Maybe they need some infographics or something. But, oh, man, (laughs) it's three years in, and... It's still a mystery, and like you, either you say you have to be a conference champion, okay, that's fine, or you say conference championships are basically nothing; they're just games, okay, that's fine too. But we're in this just we're in the middle, so we're in the um, upside down. Kirby Hokett is from Texas. I just learned all this now. He is from um, he is from he is from Sherman, Texas. Do you yes. know where Do you know where he played college football? I do not. He. I, I'm going to give you a hint. And and I think you should be able to put this together based on his age and what time he would have been playing college football. He played for a current Power 5 coach hmm. in the Big 12. In the Big 12. A, gr- a current Big 12 Power 5 coach. Well, the Big well, 12. Probably, Bill, Snyder, Bill, Bill Snyder. He sure shit played for Bill Snyder in 1991 to 1994. Yep, that's good. That's that's exactly what I expected. Which is why K State's going to be in that fourth slot. They Just earned it, man. In. They earned it. Can you imagine a K State Alabama game? It would be ten. <laughs> oh it would be God. 10-3, and you would walk away thinking Bill Snyder was the greatest coach on the planet. <laughs> you go, man. How did how did you hold Alabama to thirty two plays on offense? Well, Tre- you know, Trebuchet just- is declaring el- eligible as a receiver. Trebuchet <laughs> is eligible. <laughs> <laughs> him up. And then um, once we get once we get Pitt K State in that final, ooh. Pitt of course a team that'll happily score seventy six. <laughs> Kansas State of course a team that um, still plays in nineteen seventy six. Boy, that's fascinating. Let, let's go back to Kirby, Kirby Hocut. He's doing an interview with Reese Davis. Now Reese Davis is going to press you and he's going to ask good questions. But you know what? Reese Davis is not there to erase you, right? He is no. not there to. He's not there to like turn you out. That's no, this is this is not Frost Nixon. 
No, yeah, he's not hitting you with like, do you know what Aleppo is? He's right. just <laughs> asking you the same question over and over, and you're not answering it. So I, why didn't, because there why is didn't no, Aleppo this, win this Big is, Ten Defensive Player of the Year? Aleppo, Aleppo had way more sacks. <laughs> like, yeah, it, this it's it's not really on Kirby Hoka to have the answers because there aren't any the way they explain this thing. It's not it's not one man's fault. Well, they should do it like a exasperated parent talking to a child when so when they're like, well, why is Ohio State ahead of Penn State? Just say because they just are. Because it just that's what it, they said. Because that's they just said. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, no, that, that's what he did. That's what he said on national TV. Which is why when anybody comes to me with a serious, like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to do the Alex Jones thing. Burn my face when I have. I've had a lot of Big Ten fans in my mentions. Just Ooh, saying, I'm yeah, sorry. Just saying, well, you know, but this score and this score, I think it's real cute that you've got this naive faith that anyone has a systematic way of solving this. I don't care. I'm here for blood and anarchy. I don't care. They, because you know what? The committee doesn't care. They just want to put together good TV. That's fine. Y- y'all, make, y'all make good TV. I'm here for the other game. I do wish that this was a year where we not necessarily used the old system, but that we only had a two-team playoff. Because I don't know how the fuck you would deal with it. And you'd you'd make one... One significant fan base, at least, so 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 mad, so mad. Um, Jason, you have uh, those bowl matchups handy. Sure, yeah, sure. sure. Okay, okay. Because this is the issue people have with Washington is they say, "Oh, well, their strength of schedule." Well, strength of schedule is so speciously constructed that I would like to look at the likely matchups for the Pac-12 and follow the road down this path. Um, who are they likely to match up with? Washington? Uh, I mean, everyone. Like the, everyone the, who's Pac-12, the Pac-12 is okay, a, as a whole. Run, run through everything? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Start okay. with, so start with Washington, UCLA. Washington, I would have in the Fiesta against Clemson, which would be the two versus three, because um, Bama would take the Peach Fiesta. Obviously, that would somewhat favor Washington. That wouldn't really matter. I would, um, and by the but, way, I give, I, give, I give Washington more than a fighting chance against Clemson in that game. So... That's that's like that's like a push right there for me. Sure, I don't like I, I could see Clemson being like a four point favorite, something like that. Not, not mm-hmm. much more than that. Um, that would be assuming Ohio State would fall from two to four, based on not having a conference title, which uh, we don't really know if that means anything. Um, in the rows, I have USC because they're very close behind Colorado already. Colorado takes another loss, and um, you know. Colorado doesn't have much margin for error there. USC versus Wisconsin in the Rose, uh, which I think I think USC wins that. USC. Uh, I, think it de- I think it depends on if Barry Alvarez is coaching or not. Yeah, that's true. Barry Barry might Barry might swoop in for the yearly cameo. And you know what? The, I'm uh, not going to tell you which team he's coaching. Barry Barry, you know, he's got tricks <laughs> up his sleeve. <laughs> there is Bud. Uh, one of one of the gambling people Bud follows uh, has. The va- what va- how Vegas would rank the teams, and Vegas would have USC number three right now. So Whew. USC would be favored against almost anybody. Yeah, because USC, is, USC, anything is, USC is playing their ass off right now. Yeah, you I don't mean, want them. USC's been rocking people for about two months now. So 
Um, Colorado would fall to the Alamo, where they would get the undefeated Oklahoma State Cowboys, probably. Just because yeah, and I think I have think, many options. I think Colorado would beat that ass too. I'm glad this is playing out the way I thought it would. Next, <laughs> um, next you'd have you know Stanford, Utah, or Washington State. Some mixture of those. The San Diego San Diego Holiday Bowl picks next. Um, and I think if you're trying to make money, you take the Utes or the Cougars. And I believe, based on how the conference records play out, that the Cougars would have preference. But it's not, I mean, there are also every conference has its own rules. But I think I think you take the Cougs anyway, because um, fuck it, they'll show up. Uh, I was gonna and, say they they got bars in San Diego. Yeah, that's like, that's they like they got team. sailors in San Diego. So shit, yeah, they got oh, bars. Oh, they are and taking this is the gonna Cougs. Be, this is gonna be against a Big Ten team, and it's almost certainly gonna be either Iowa or Minnesota. Okay, so either of those teams get, gets wiped off the planet <laughs> by an angry Wazoo team, or they beat them thirty to six. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I think Cougs would be would be favored here as well. If Minnesota's in that game. Oh, that's ugly. That's bad. Next, we're going to the Foster Farms Bowl, Santa Clara again, Utah or Stanford. Um, you're going to get a Big Ten team, a lower tier Big Ten team. You might be looking at an Indiana or a Maryland or <laughs> yeah. So along w, those lines. W, oh my god, w, that's a win. Utah would destroy Maryland. I have Indiana right now. Um, Indiana fans are they want to get into the Music City Bowl? Okay, maybe fine, sure. Um, but God, Utah would obliterate some Maryland or whatever. Nash- Nashville must seem like fucking Paris if you live in Indiana. It, it does. If you go there, the bachelorette party plague mostly kind. <laughs> Mostly coming from the north, or from uh, from Birmingham, or from Memphis. That's yeah, because Nashville, like Nashville, people go, man, Nashville's on the come up. I'm like, mm, for people from worse places, yes. <laughs> for people, my dad came to town this weekend, and it was great because we went to like three places in town. My dad lives in Nashville, and he goes, yeah, you know what? Nashville thinks they got like stuff, and then I come here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Nashville is basically like, like a nice in, in when you're playing fallout and you're like, oh, this is a nice town. Oh, this, oh, <laughs> oh man, they have, they have like eight buildings in this town. Oh boy. This town has a building with a third floor. I've, I really, I really unlocked something special here. I can cross the street without encountering more than three racist rad scorpions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> And the sixth bowl-eligible Pac-12 team, Stanford, would fall to the Sun Bowl. I mean, it's crazy. Stanford, top 20 team, 9-3. and three. Just, you know, not a huge fan base. Not a lot of buzz this year, unless they think people are going to tune in to see McCaffrey. And uh, you're going to get a good team in the Sun Bowl, because the ACC has a lot of good teams. Right now, I have Pitt. I have Pitt falling from the playoff all the way to the Sun Bowl. Mm, Pitt, which, Stanford, it, that's the best game here yet. We know what happened the last time. Pitt went to the Sun Bowl. Greatness. <laughs> Majesty. <laughs> Majesty. That would be the Pitt-Oregon State 3-0 game. It was minimalist art. It was minimalist art. It was like watching a Picasso sketch. Let me put it this way. Two things. One, Vern Lundquist confessed to me that he hated calling that game. Two, he hated it. This is a man who loves his job and who sort of shuddered when I asked him about it. Oh, <laughs> Second, it's a game so bad, John Boys wants to go long form on it. 
That's how bad this That's game how you know, was. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Lyle, the ghost of Lyle Moival <laughs> haunting you to this day in a 3-0 game. Oh. Um, uh, I would yeah. like to, I would like to say there is one based on the Wikipedia page. There is one notable uh, thing about this game. The halftime show included a performance by musical group The Village People as Sun Bowl officials Maybe. broke broke the Guinness World Record for largest YMCA dance. Yep. Yep. That's that's also this is the Sun Bowl where Lane Kiffin suffered a mysterious black eye. Don't know. I will remind. Nope. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, well, that's I, I can't wait till one day we can tell the version of the story that we've heard. Yeah. The, uh, the statute of limitations. That's because... it. Listen, the statute, I will tell you the, the, the day I tell that story is the day that, that the other person involved leaves their job. When that, when that person, le- when that person leaves their job, I will tell that story. It's a much, it's a much better story than, everything you've read or heard pales in comparison to what we've been told. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of the few stories that I would actually say completely lives up to the hype as to how Lane Kiffin ended up with a black eye. But this is, as like any good podcast, we're not going to tell it to you. <laughs> you are now listening to people talk about a thing that they that uh, you know what talking about. you know what we'll we'll make that like our kickstarter episode where if you contribute like a hundred dollars to the charity drive this year you if can you download contribute it. enough yeah for the for to for our lawsuit defense oh we have a lawyer we're good we're good is it bud yeah i hope it's bud no <laughs> it's not buddy. It's, you. it's all you I, I, I would rather have Bud as, as your lawyer in this case because Lane Kiffin's attorney would just get up there and, you know, explain, well, you know, li- the, the slander that occurred uh, for my client, et cetera, et cetera. And Bud would just be like, yeah, well, your, your client's trash. He's a trash coach and he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't belong in the SEC. How do, do, hear, how do I feel? You hear, the, you hear the jury applauding. <laughs> how, do I, how do I feel like Bud would settle and we would end up doing community service? <laughs> I got you a pretty good deal. Yeah, be like, here you got to go do stuff for the four state Spencer, football program. Spencer, you got to go transfer. You got to transfer to junior college for a year, but you'll be back. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta help Jimbo out around the office. It's like two of us, Florida grads, <laughs> making calls and texting recruits like we're eighteen. Yo, it's lit, fam. How hey, you doing? Seen you on the Snapchat. Yeah, you on the Snapchat? This Coach Jimbo. <laughs> this is coach. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's what have us doing. He'd go. This is great. This is great. Listen, I got eight interns who are all your boss. You should do that. So my point. My point being, you. We, we roll through these. I think the Pac-12 could have a really good bowl season, like one of their best, because they've spent the entire year improving. Like if you look, those coaching staffs, <clears throat> UCLA accepted. Those coaching staffs all did great jobs improving their teams. They got better over the year. They just just up, 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 up. And I think they're going to end up in some really favorable matchups across the board. I'm going to laugh so, when the Pac-12 wins two bowl games. <laughs> I need to watch it. Now Which could totally happen because this is Pac-12 madness and bowl madness. Bowls are famously God. hard to predict because no one knows how much of a shit anyone gives i know and i know washington state's the one that's gonna fuck me here yeah I oh, know. oh buddy you remember that gildan bowl i know brian floyd does <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna win oh, oh. <laughs> 
no pottery for you. That's that's what happens when you count on Washington State. But point being, if they do that, right, and Washington rolls in, then suddenly our strength of schedule changes again. Because if you know, if the committee had <laughs> reviewed that decision, they'd be like, "Whoa, Pac-12 was like five and one in bowls. Like, they must be great." Your strength of schedule bursts just when you need it most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fall out the last second. Um, do we want to uh, answer some reader questions? Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's run through a few. You want to start? I can. Uh, from Nathan H. Bishop. <laughs> the phrasing on this is great. No, y'all like to fiddle fart around. <laughs> we do. 32 minutes into this podcast. Before I really, I really just want to like... I really just want to replace on iTunes whatever description of our podcast exists and just say three idiots fiddle fart around. Fiddle fiddle farting around about the college footballs. Uh, but he says, y'all like to fiddle fart around, but honest take, what does a UW-Bama game look like? I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's 30-13. That, that's what it looks like. Wow, Washington, mm-hmm. Washington winning that easily. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 13-30. 13-3. How do we how do we know which UW? Oh oh oh! oh was, we we actually don't. So uh, hypothetically, we have to answer both of them. Uh, right? I think we have to average together Wisconsin and Washington. Okay, that's fine. Thirty thirteen. I think that's how. <laughs> if is it every Bama game is thirty thirteen? Every it, that, that's the ideal score for Nick Saban. He's like, well, control the game, take the will to live out of everyone watching. It'll be thirty thirteen. Give up enough points that you can still scream at people. Exactly. Give up just enough, right? Give, give up enough points so that you don't, you know, you can spend the week between now and the title game just screaming at people. Yeah, and I kind of think, like, actually, like, if you're talking about where UW matches up well in that game, I'm like, wide receiver. They have two wide receivers, so I think that means they score, like, at least 10 points. There's probably one long bomb, right? John Ross will get one. John Ross is a badass that nobody knows about, so they'll get one of those on Bama's corners. Because Nick leaves them on islands, you're going to lose a 50-50. So yeah, I, I say 30-13, 30-17. probably yeah. how that works. Um, and it feels like a game that at halftime is like 14-13 Bama, and we're like, oh, okay, we got a little something here. And then it's like, oh, Washington, you didn't score again. Oh, I, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's probably like 17-3. And you're like, oh, they can hang around. That's, you're it's like, two no, scores. No, no. It's two scores, man. Bama's Just really like, good at keeping at keeping a game within quote unquote reach and just being like, it, it's more like watching a cat swipe at something that you know, it can't swipe at a laser pointer or something. Be like, yeah, yeah. I guess technically also, he's close, but no. Also, I can tell you miles. Got, it, it, the number of rushing yards he has, it's like 32 max. They don't run for anything on him. That's depressing. Um, yeah, oh, you got you got a question, Ryan? I do. Um, okay, this question from Nico Garvasoni, uh, with the same name on Twitter. Which fan base is most relieved the season is over? So I think this has to be a fan base that is not participating in a bowl game because those fan bases still have something to pay attention to and care about. Um, I think it's probably Michigan State. Like I don't know. I don't know cuz they're I mean, they might see Ohio State win the national title and Michigan win a Rose Bowl. Yeah, but okay. I mean, 
Oregon might have to watch Washington win a national title. That's it's but still Oregon's possible. But are going to have a coaching search. Are they? Yeah, I, I mean, are they? Because it's it's nine forty. Repeat, repeat the question so I get this absolutely correct. Okay, which fan base is most relieved this season is over? I am postulating that this is a team that is not in a bowl game because that team's season is technically not over yet. Oh, I know the answer. Okay, it's Texas. <laughs> Texas yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. An entire era is over, and now all you have to do is sit and think about your pretty shiny Tom Herman. Texas mm. is up there. Texas is up yeah. there. Um, Old Miss is a really interesting case. I just there's see, there's 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 still brimming anguish there though, because you got to worry about well, are we ever going to go to a bowl again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Um, if you cared, mm-hmm. and I think there's probably 30 people who really, really care. But really, Rutgers? Like I, I No, I, I, I actually know like five of the people who really, five of those 30. And yeah, I think they're pretty happy to be done. Yeah, they got to, they, they, I mean, because I, I think when you say I'm happy to be done with the season, um, happy to be done with the season if you end with a new coach, um that has nothing to do with the actual like uh, experience of following the season, right? I think Rutgers fans are most happy to actually be completely and totally goddamn done with the process, right? Rutgers played nine conference games this year. How many points do you think they scored in some across all of those games? They lit up Indiana. Yeah. But other than that, it was roughly zero. Mm, I'm going to go 42. Okay, that's far too low, but uh, it's 86. So if you oh, went to... No, it's only 86. 86. If you, went, if you went to a Rutgers game, you were probably going to see nine points. Hmm. Hmm. Man. Good yeah. job, Jim. Um, so, yeah, uh, Rutgers is a good answer there. Um, God, that's depressing. I, I, but I'm going to propose Mizzou as well because your first year under a new coach, mm-hmm. big transition. It, it's over. You can move ended, forward. Ended, ended on relative positives. You, you ended with a win in the Walmart border war. Brought to you by Tyson Foods. Brought to you by the Will's attorney who somehow works in the Walmart next to the hairdresser, next to the optometrist. Brought to you by the cell phone repairman who <laughs> works in the Walmart because Walmart is a mall. Why? It didn't used to be like that, but it is now. New football. Why does the why does why does Walmart have a funeral home? I don't I don't feel comfortable. Oh, well, it's, that, that, it's how much? Damn. There's a good there's a good there's a good reason for that. It's forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, Costco Costco totally sells caskets. I, I I've shopped for one there, thinking, please. Do they do they do they sell them in bulk? Yeah, can I get can I get a few? These are cozy. <laughs> My God, why is Dad sleeping in a coffin? He just wants some peace. That's all. Leave, leave Dad alone. The question that you have, Jason. Uh, I have a few. Let's see. From Kimberly S. N. Swigert Kimberly on Twitter. Most entertaining thing that will happen in SEC championship game. Um, and this is a tough one because, as we know, Alabama despises entertainment and Florida is incapable of entertainment. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we are looking at the Dr. Pepper halftime scholarship football toss. 
as a likely source of entertainment. That's always a thing during conference title weekend. Dr. Pepper somehow has its tentacles in every conference championship game. Um, you'll see more Larry Culpepper than you could possibly stomach. And someone will have an unorthodox throwing style. I hope I hope um, this year that throwing style and, and, is and win a scholarship and have to play the whole second half for Florida. I hope throwing their throwing style is throwing the ball up in front of them and heading it into the Dr Pepper can like a dolphin. Hmm. A tribute I, to the uh, Atlanta's getting a soccer team because Twitter will just fucking lose it. No, you do it the right way. <laughs> I, I I actually think this answer is probably true for thirty percent of SEC championship games. The Dr Pepper challenge, Dr Pepper challenge is real, and people become very passionate about it randomly. And yeah, I think that's a quality answer. That's also completely true. It's really going to be the most entertaining part of the game because, yeah, there's no joy, there's no joy in this. And if you did not see this. The record of Nick Saban assistance against Nick Saban. Remember the thing you want to do when trying to compete with a dominant power is to hire all of the dominant power's functionaries, right? Uh, the record of Nick Saban assistance against Nick Saban thus far in the SEC, 9-0 and Nick Saban. The, the 9 is Nick Saban. The 0 are his assistants. Good job, guys. Great job. It, <laughs> loosening him up. It'll work the next time. Yeah. My favorite response to this was Stephen saying, yeah, and the former girls basketball coach is two and three against him. Yeesh. It's true. It's true. But he paid He paid those girls basketball players. Let me be clear. They got cash. <laughs> In cash, son. That We didn't actually say that. You can take that to... You can take that to SBN Legal if necessary. I have another question I want to answer. Which would be, and this is referring to a rumor that popped up via Travis Haney on two four seven. Which, if it's via Travis Haney, I don't actually think it's a rumor. Oh, he's I'll a he's he's, prob- he's a he's a Peisman Trophy voter, so I trust him. Uh, the if McIlwain goes to Oregon, which that is a rumor that Jim. Yeah, McElwain, yeah. Let's let's back up. That if you haven't heard, yeah, that is a rumor that Oregon is going to try to throw a sizable chunk of money at Jim McIlwain. Jim McElwain, uh, back-to-back SEC East champion Jim McElwain. Uh, if McElwain goes to Oregon, who is the worst possible hire Florida might actually make? Those last three words are important, might actually make. Keep in mind, uh, our new AD Strickland, never done this before at Florida, coming over here from Mississippi State. Most people think in a contingency sort of situation that he would hire reasonable take. They know each other. Mullen's been at Florida. I think he's done a great job at Mississippi State with nothing. UT Chattanooga. That's that's probably who he would hire. But we're considering the worst possible hire. Gentlemen. Um, well, I think you want somebody with Power 5 experience. Somebody You do want somebody familiar with the program. Um, that's sort of the logic in taking Mullen. But you also want, I mean, the trick with Mullen is, you know, are you necessarily going to lure him away from another SEC job? And I think you need somebody who has proven they can do it, at, uh, can build a program already. Um, I think it's time to bring Adazio home. Oh. 
that's a painful and good answer, Jason. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you got to stick to the Saban thing. Let's go get Jeremy Pruitt. Jesus, God. Or, or, hold on. That... Listen, we've already established the pipeline. We've already Florida's already paid Colorado State a lot of money. Mike Bobo, come <laughs> on down. Keep, keep the shipments coming. I listen. Oh, hey, I, 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 I would I'll... support. I would support this for one reason only. If Florida lost Jim McElwain and hired Mike Bobo, he can lose every other game of the year if he beats Georgia. Because nothing will drive Georgia fans crazier than losing to Mike Bobo. Uh, we hired the wrong dog. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to go ahead and give the other totally realistic answer, and that would be. The man who, when asked who we would want to take a road trip with, with his swole shoulders and his enormous pecs, said, Jesus Christ. That'd be Larry Fedora. Oh, boy. Larry Fedora would be the pick. That'd be be the pick that would, that'd be the pick that'd make me burn for a while. And it's totally realistic because he's got Florida experience. Yeah, Larry Fedora. That's that's the pick that would infuriate me. Why, man? He's done a good job at UNC. Well, first of all, I'm a Florida fan, so I'm probably going to hate the choice by default. Whoever you say. Whoever. Right? Second of all, uh, dude doesn't do defense. Just, just doesn't do defense at all. So that, those would be my two. Three, uh, the man doesn't do any cardio. And I don't trust you if you don't do a little cardio. He doesn't do any. It's not good. It leaves your brains stagnant. I say that somebody does a little. It leaves your brain stagnant. So... I trust Larry Fedora. So that leaves me with the realistic answer I have. Larry Fedora of UNC. Uh, do we want to talk about championship games at all? Because yeah. this is um, a weekend. Probably ought to. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm... Mean- we can just well, the SEC. I mean, we already I mean, said that, right? SEC championship yeah, we're game. not we're not going to talk about the yeah. SEC championship game, and and I would actively encourage you to not watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. Just don't. Uh, There's no reason on, to watch the SEC this year. On at the same time will be um, shit. You could watch Baylor. Don't ever watch no, Baylor. No, don't do um, that. Um, Baylor. Baylor. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't, uh, don't do uh, that. The, the FCS playoffs. Watch North Dakota State. Sure, great, perfect. Hell yeah. Spread that around. Bed- Bedlam's at twelve thirty. I enjoy Bedlam. By the way, one of the more predictable predictable rivalry games. There's no real. People say, ah, oh, it's Bedlam. It's crazy. No, Oklahoma almost wins this thing. Bedlam is an example of great branding because uh, this. Look at look at look at the uh, look at the Winsipedia, Look at the Wikipedia. Whichever you choose, it's all red, man. <laughs> Oklahoma doesn't lose to Oklahoma State. Um, have a few times recently under Mike Gundings because he's a very good coach. This year they're at home. They're big favorites. They're probably going to win, and even if they don't, that uh, doesn't change the course of the rivalry all that much. Yeah, it's sort of nope. like it's sort of like taking the plainest grilled cheese sandwich and being like, "It's the fire toasted quesarito." Oh, <laughs> too spicy! I would point that as, point out that it's also accurate because Bedlam was a mental hospital in 18th and 19th century Great Britain, and it didn't work out well for them. So. So, yeah, that's appropriate. It's a one-sided rivalry. The hospital always wins. And the hospital, in this case, is usually Oklahoma football. Hey, hey, starring as Nurse Ratchet, it's Bob Stoops. Um, I, I do, I will say this. I am looking forward to Bedlam, if only because I believe that one or both of these teams is going to look at the playoff ranking and say, well, you know what? 
We only got one option. We got to fucking put it on those guys. We got to win by 16. (laughs) (laughs) And and in the process, like give up a huge lead. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So 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 the 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 thought of two of watching two boxers go for nothing but knockout punches. Oh, boy. Something something stupid is going to happen in this game. and You're going to want to watch it. Let me give you a couple of other things that you can actually look forward to on this Saturday. The Conference USA Championship game, all Western Kentucky University does is drop bombs. That's and all, that's, all, that's all La Tech does as well. This game's going to be fucking fire. This game will be great. The Conference USA Championship game is typically flames. So you want to watch it. It'll be absolutely great. Also, American Temple at Navy? Whoo! No, I'll totally watch that. The noon shift is where it's at. Because Temple at Navy, Temple, it probably, like, if you watch Temple... The most got nothing achievers you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> I don't know. You got a they coach are. who's smiling on the sideline. Oh yeah, that's that's how you know to be scared of it. As disappointing as not winning the division and losing to Penn State was for Ohio State and Ohio State fans, it was way worse for Matt Rule. Man, he was like, "Oh God, really? This is the year? God damn it!" Yeah, this is. You know what Temple always has? Temple always has a running back. Temple always has two defensive linemen, and everything else is negotiable. And somehow they manage to win like eight or nine games under Matt Rule at Temple. And they get to play Navy, who, if you haven't watched Navy this year, do. They're incredible. <laughs> they really they really are. And, and just to back that up, because I'm doing a piece on Lamar Jackson for, uh, for Heisman Week next week, just no, no connection. Formally, you're not supposed to discuss those things. I just thought it'd be interesting to do a piece on Lamar Jackson mm-hmm, during Heisman mm-hmm. Week. It's crazy. It's amazing. But do you know the nation's top score in points per game? It's Will Worth, the quarterback at, at, at Navy. Right, 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 who, who right, by, right after, Na- himself, right after Navy lost the quarterback that we were all like, oh, well, Navy's going to take a big step back without him, without Keenan Reynolds. What, what will they do? Yeah, Will Worth scored he scored 25 TDs this year. Will Worth has been fantastic in that offense, and they have done work, if you don't believe me, as Houston, a quality team that beat the crap out of Louisville and had no answer for Navy whatsoever. So watch that game. I think that, that game is going to be fantastic. Navy, of course, as their Twitter account, proud to say, has punted in the past month. Twice. How can, that you, not is... lo- how can you not love a team that takes pride in punting Twice in a month. I mean, imagine how proud we'd be of Boston College if they punted only twice in a quarter. Virginia's punted more, man. Wazoo's punted more than twice. Everybody's punted more. He's <laughs> probably punted more than twice per game. There's only one coach who's punted less, and that's Kevin Kelly, and he doesn't punt. And he's in <laughs> high school. My favorite thing about the AAC game is so you have Western Michigan at 17, they're undefeated. And favorite for the Cotton and all that. All they can do is beat a pretty mediocre Ohio. They can't really move up very much. There's not much ground gain for WMU. Navy, only two spots behind. If they beat Temple, that's a bad win. They're making up ground on WMU. Now maybe they're ranked only one spot behind. Now the committee's going to have to wait till the next mo- next week for Army-Navy to actually fill in the last Cotton Bowl spot, which means... Um, and, and Navy has a chance again to beat a team with a record, if if you count 
multiple FCS teams, which sure, sure. fine. Um, which means uh, Navy Navy could Navy could overtake Western Michigan. Western Western Michigan could be thirteen and zero in the Dollar General Bowl. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. oh, oh, and don't do that man, to PJ woe, Fleck. Woe to the team that ends up in that bowl game. <laughs> I, I, I will say I will say this: if if Mich- if Western Michigan goes thirteen and zero and ends up in the Dollar General Bowl, I think that is a good emotional prep for the possibility of PJ Fleck taking the Purdue job because it reflects that no matter what you do and no matter what you accomplish, life will always be shit. And if, th- if that doesn't prepare you for Purdue, I don't know what does. Yeah, I can't wait for, for PJ to go to that bowl game, go to the festivities. This is my wife, everybody. I have a wife. <laughs> the elite dollar general bowl. Uh, the other game that I thought you should be interested in this championship Saturday. Clemson, Virginia Tech. Because VT's fun, man. Gerard Evans, a quarterback. Uh, a fast-paced offense going up against Clemson, who also runs a fast-paced offense. I. <laughs> this is very realistic. It's not likely, but it's plausible that Virginia Tech could not only compete in this game, but beat Clemson. Virginia Tech has beaten a team that's beaten Clemson, right? That's true. That's true. Correct. And they yeah. did it and okay. they did it on the road whereas Clemson got to host that team. So really, therefore, therefore, um mm-hmm. yeah, Virginia Tech's had a like you look at what Virginia Tech's done this season, and you're just like, who the hell is this team? They turnover they, prone. They're yeah. turnover prone. That's Yeah. That's their thing. Is their turnover prone? You know who else is turnover prone? Deshaun Watson. Clemson, Clemson so, yeah. So so this could be a barn burner. This could be wild. I mean, the score could be lower than you think because I think they'll probably just trade turnovers for like four series back and forth. No, I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, all of all of Clemson's uh, Virginia Tech's losses, they've lost the turnover battle. Usually, bat like they lost it so badly against Georgia Tech and Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll 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 be interesting. And this is the one that I think has the it has a lot of potential. I mean, let's not forget that as as good as this Clemson team was last year, and as impressive as they looked in the playoff last year. They came within a very. This was the game last year against UNC, where UNC came storming back, got that onside kick that got overturned because of an offsides call on the kick. That was real, real close. I'll just say that that, that, um, that, that, no, that nobody could find. Yeah. Um, so so and and Clemson has already shown a history this season of letting team. I mean, Clemson let Troy hang around. They let NC State hang around. They're not consistently just putting stepping on the gas and pulling away from teams um all season long really so this this could be this is going to be a game that you're probably going to be watching later into it than you might have thought you would be yeah yeah in, in addition to that at 645 you have my other favorite quasi obscure game that'd be the mountain west oh boy title game yeah. Oh, Donnell Pumphrey. You get to watch Donnell Pumphrey. You do. You do. Yeah, you get uh, – that game's going to be wild as shit. If Clemson is blowing out Virginia Tech and Wisconsin-Penn State is 7-4, to four, which it will be, mm-hmm. um, 
watch some Mountain West game because these two teams are both spastic. I believe their their previous game came down to a Hail Mary that had a weird two-point decision following it. Every Wyoming game goes crazy. Two of the country's best mid-major running backs. This game should, I mean, yeah, this game really, they ought to just bump it back to 11 p.m. Eastern. Oh, just let us let, let us marinate in this on the late <laughs> night. Open a bottle of champagne. Watch yourself some some hairless Craig Bowl. Hey, um, breaking note as we're recording, uh, I, I mentioned that you know we knew today Tuesday was probably the day for Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Oregon has just joined the the coaching job search for the first oh, time since hey. 1976. Wow! The internet's first ever Oregon football coaching search is on. Fuck the Learn internet! How to lo- the internet, it's like HBO's first shit. <laughs> yeah. My God, they haven't like Phil Knight hasn't done this since he was only worth like eighty million dollars. <laughs> um. Oh boy. All right. Uh. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, you want um, you want to you want you, you want to go for for either of this? No, I really don't. <laughs> well, guess y'all are losing Jim McElwain. That's, um, yep, no, I'm sad. No, we should try to, boy, it'd be sad. You know, he's got to do what's best for him, though. I think that's, you know, I don't want to, I don't. (laughs) No, 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 anything. I mean, I appreciate everything he's done for the program, and he has a wonderful head of hair and a dog. Um, but, you know, ultimately, coach has got to be happy, and I don't want to, I don't want to hold him back. If if you love something, let it free, and then maybe it'll beat Cal. <laughs> if you love something, set it free, and then maybe it'll beat Cal. That's that's like words to live by, man. Although if I got, oh man, if I got, if I have to pick this, you know who Oregon's going to look at, right? I mean, they might look at McElwain. That's crazy, but sure, sure. You look at McElwain. Our coaches have gone other places before. Our mm-hmm. coaches have gone other places before that make no sense. Sure. Steve Spurrier went skins. Yeah, he did. He went, yeah. He, Urban he, I Meyer. Mean, I mean, that at least made a lot of monetary sense. So, Urban Meyer took a vacation. Do you know how much you have to hate a job in order to make Urban Meyer take a vacation? That's that's what the Florida <laughs> football program did to Urban Meyer. He's like, I'd rather take time off. I don't even know what that is. I don't know anyone's name. Yeah, that's that's what we made Urban Meyer do. Can the Florida football program, <laughs> can we send our third coach as far away as possible? Think about that. If McElwain takes the Oregon job, that's because he hates the Florida job so much, he'll go cross country to the get ga- away from it. The Gator diaspora. It's very exciting. Um. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama's offering the job at the same time in a hypothetical universe. And he's like, now I'm flying right over that boy. Oh man. That, you, you play, you play them occasionally. I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. You guys got humidity. Bye. But you have, you, I, it sounds like you have somebody else in mind for this job. For Oregon? Yeah. Oh, I got, I got two words. And one of them means a smooth road extending infinitely into the horizon. A pair of sunglasses pulled low on the nose. A hat thrown into the crowd after a celebratory win. Oh, yeah. That'd be Lane Kiffin. <laughs> you know they're going you know to call Lane Kiffin. And you know why? They're going to fall for the same shit we did. Which is what? Well, you know what? That Nick Saban's really got something special. What if we could just get a little bit of that? 
Just and you know why taste. this won't happen? Because Lane Kiffin's already in the sack, man. He's already trapped. He's already got, he's already got his. Everybody who hires the Lane Kiff, uh, the or the not the Lane Kiffin, the Nick Saban assistant, we're all the other little yeah, dipshit kids in Willy Wonka's factory. We're all like, oh yeah, oh give me that everlasting gobstopper. Willy Wonka made it, so it's gonna be good. Oh, give me in that river of chocolate. Willy Wonka made it. So this is good. I'm going to succeed. And we all just end up, you know, bloated and, and or possibly dead. Yeah. Let me give you this. <clears throat> They're not going to get Lane Kiffin because Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's got a date with Destiny in the Bayou. Okay. Yeah. Ed Orgeron. Already sweet talking to him. Ed Orgeron. Already sending that boy flowers. Ed Orgeron already calling him home like a mama gator. Well, because because I assume Ed Orgeron's telling him, "Oh, oh, you come, you come, coach of the Tigers. You get that offense rolling. Just need you for one year. It's a rental. Then I send you out back to back to L.A. You coach of the Bruins. You beat them. You beat them Trojans good. Yep, and that uh, and that's what he's telling him. And he's also telling him, he's like, listen, listen. I can't. I can't even do the voice without oh. hurting myself. Oh. oh yeah, it's a great way to like just cough. It so hurts. It hurts. That's and it's not even close to real. Like you hear him talk at the halftime interview, and you go, "I'm not getting close, man." Like not close. But yeah, I, I think they'll they'll. I mean, if I was looking at realistically, they're a year off from hiring. They're a year off from what I think would be judicious in hiring scott frost at ucf because most people say oh scott frost he was the offensive coordinator there right he's got experience he'd understand the job but he's only been at ucf a year yeah and so you're gonna fire an oregon offensive coordinator with a couple years head coaching experience and hire an oregon offensive coordinator yeah like it doesn't it doesn't work on several different how is that the magic solution yeah and you need somebody with experience but nobody else has that I, I actually just like sort of think <laughs> if they were real smart and they just were like, ah, I don't know. It's not beyond the pale for, for me to think that they would go after Chip Kelly. Oh, God. Like, what are you doing in San Francisco? Uh, uh, hating we'll life mostly. Hating, hating, extremely hating life. Hating every minute of my life. But definitely going to stay here. Yeah, that, that's. Stay that's, here and marinate in the hate. That's it. Yeah, I'll just choose a, a different grade of hate. I'll choose a more clinical grade of hate. Hating, working about 100 hours a week as opposed to 120. Yeah, I just work it fast because I'm Chip Kelly. I'll work my way fast to six wins. Just go get Mike Leach. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like if I, I, I mean, do you know how hard I'll laugh my ass off if they walk out of this Cliff Kingsbury? If after Texas Tech is like, <laughs> God, no, we'll like we'll stick by our we'll stick by our coach who we sunk this huge buyout into. Cliff's like, deuce is a quack quack, motherfucker. Hey, no. sorry, man, it just wasn't working out. I know we were married and all, but I gotta go. Oh, <sighs> yeah. We That's love what's you. Gonna happen. We love you, Dan Rubenstein. You're gonna be miserable. <laughs>